Welcome, welcome, welcome all to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung. So nice to be here. Folks, I have a couple of announcements. One, I have my uh, book coming out on April 23rd, 2024, and the pre-order link is live on all platforms. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it at Barnes & Noble. You can find it on my website. Go to gracejungcomedy.com slash books. Or just go to gracejungcomedy.com or just go to kdramaschool.com. The link for pre-ordering my book is all over the place. So please visit it. Please pre-order it. You're not going to regret it. You're going to love this book. I read it. I, re- I wrote the book and I read it. And you know what? It's a really good book. I was like crying and shit. I'm like, this is like a really excellent book. Holy shit. I can't wait for people to read it. So you can do that. I mean, why not just like give yourself an early Christmas present and it'll come to you right around Easter. Isn't that beautiful? That sounds gorgeous to me. So do that. Also, you guys, I have a comedy show coming up December 15th, 7.30. I will be at San Gabriel Valley at Blossom Market Hall for the Dead Serious Comedy Show. Yeah, Dead Serious Comedy Show. It's going to be a really good time. Uh, really, really funny comedians like Milan Patel, Elbert Danger Kim. These guys are co-hosting and running it. It's going to be a good time. So please come. Please come. I am really looking forward to seeing you. I'm very excited to be covering this show today. It's called Castaway Diva. This is a Netflix show and it is written by writer Pak Hedion, who wrote other shows like Startup which we all love. She also wrote I Can Hear Your Voice. She's written quite a few hits, although I haven't seen a lot of them. The only one I've seen is Startup and this one, but she's been writing for a really long time. And it stars my beloved K-drama actress, Park Eun-bin. Yeah, who doesn't love her? She was the lead in Extraordinary Attorney Woo. She was in the show, um, what is it, like 20-something? here hello my 20s yeah she was on the show hello my 20s both season one and season two and she was great in that and like Bean, she's one of these actresses who needs to be playing a role that is weird because she is weird she has like a funny voice she's got great facial expressions she has good range but like you need to put her in the deep end like really let her flail about thrash about like, let's see what comes. You know what would be interesting? I want to see Pagan being played like a psycho killer. Is that a little too on the nose? Like, I could see her doing a dark Korean, like, horror B movie for some reason. Or, like, I want to see her play, like, a really evil villain. Like a psychopath. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that. I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I want to play a psychopath. That's, like, a dream of mine. To play, like, a demented, psychotic killer. Or, like, somebody who's, like, really evil. You know, just like abusing her power, power hungry, like, like, yeah, like that's a role I would love to play. I, I know I'll kill that. But yeah, Pagunbin. Oh, my God. Fantastic actress. And you know what? Honestly, this show would not have been good if she was not the star. Okay, like she's doing a lot of heavy lifting, a lot of heavy lifting. Why? Because this show is full of Gen Z actors that I haven't got a clue about. Like, who is this? Who is this Che Jonghyup? Huh? He's fairly new to the scene. Uh, K-pop star Cha Cha Hagyeon of Vix. 
I, I'm sorry. I don't know K-pop at all. Like, people come and they want to talk to me about K-pop. I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck K-pop is. I don't listen to K-pop these days. I only listen to IU sometimes, you know? And even IU, like, she's more of an actress these days. You know, like, I don't know who Vix is. I don't know who Che jong is. I don't know who these fellas are. But, like, okay, fine. They're just, you know, like a bunch of kids. They don't come off as a man to me. They don't come off as, like, hot, you know, like, I need to get... No. Pagunbin is the star. She's like the only one that's shining on this show. Because even like the whole storyline, it's like a bit of a hodgepodge, you know? Like I felt like this show had a lot of pieces that were weird. And it's like, where do I put this piece? And it's like, oh, let me just put it here. Yeah, like that's what this show felt like. It felt like like they just threw a bunch of confetti up in the air and it landed wherever they did. And they were just like, let's go with it. And that's fine. Like That's part of the experimental creative process. Like, let's put these things together, see what the alchemy is like, see what the reaction is, and let's just go. So in that regard, the show did not feel like this carefully, painstakingly crafted story narrative. That's not what it felt like. It just literally felt like, okay writer, the director, duo, the team, they've been doing it for a long time. Let's collaborate again. Let's throw Pagunbin in there. Everybody's going to watch it because everybody loves Pagunbin. Let's go. Like, that's what it felt like. And so this character is Hamoka. She's a fangirl. She's a fan of the singer Yun Nanju. And her dream is to be a K-pop star. Yun Nanju, by the way, is played by actress Kim Hyojin, who I don't really know very well. But she's like, like, barely 39 okay she's like not even 40 and this show treats her like a washed up singer like with a dead career like are you serious like 20s is the only time you can have a career like once you reach your 30s you're like washed up piece of shit i mean i understand that the k-pop industry is sexist and ageist but like boy Boy, does this show also reinforce that stuff. But like while trying to complain about it, you know, it's a little annoying to be like, let's get a 39 year old actress to play this washed up lady because like I'm almost 39. All right. Like I'm in my late 30s. What the fuck? Are you saying that I don't I, I have to play like some bitter old washed up resentful lady? Huh? Yes, I'll play her. I will play her. Go ahead. Give me the role. I'll do it. <laughs> it's annoying. People got to seriously like they got to expand their minds. Oh, and interesting enough, um, the actress Kim Hyojin, she's also married to another actor. She's married to Yujite. Yujite is very well known for playing the antagonist in Old Boy. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have Samoka. She's this like girl who lives in the boonies. She has this like accent. You know, everybody has this dialect down there by the beach, this beach community. And her dream is to be a K-pop star. She wants to be a singer, singer and uh, a musician. And um, her her high school bestie Kiho, he tries to help, but he gets into an accident, and so does she. And they they get lost. They separate for fifteen years. Yeah, because um, Moka ends up on an island for fifteen years, and she has to survive that. Yeah, for fifteen years. And the show doesn't go into it. The show does not like really go into the nitty-gritty like it doesn't do this whole like actual you know that movie castaway with tom hanks like it doesn't actually do that it just does like bare minimum like flashbacks to when she was you know feeling really stuck feeling like she's not gonna make it feeling like she's gonna die like 
How does she lean into that experience in order to pursue her dreams? Okay, that's fine. That's great. All right. So this boy named Pogol shows up on the island. He rescues her. Turns out Pogol is actually Kiho, the young boy who helped Muka get her demo tape to the singer Yunanju. And she was waiting. She was waiting for her. But of course, she couldn't make it because she was stuck on an island, right? This show, man, this storyline, it's so wonky and weird. I love it. Okay, um, the whole storyline involving Kiho and his abusive father and the name-changing thing, the identity crisis, all of that stuff was like super twisted, convoluted. It's nothing new. It's the same trauma stuff. It's the same old trope stuff. I won't go into it. It's like twisted, weird, like enjoy the drama. You guys can enjoy it. I'm I'm like, I'm not going to go into it right now. My favorite part about this show is the relationship between Nanju and Muka because they are like a fan and a star, but also mentee and mentor. They're also teachers to each other when one of them is down and vice versa. And that's a beautiful relationship. I, I, I really feel like the show is a way to say to you, like, you know, when you're struggling as an artist, you really have nobody else to lean on but one another. Yeah. So when one wants to give up, the other one picks up the pieces and says, like, I'll stand up for the both of us. And that's beautiful. I mean, that's a strong, sturdy relationship. That is why we have relationships. It's to hold one another up. Yes. It's to remind one another why we're here and that it is actually okay to be sad but don't give up yeah it's okay to acknowledge your feelings when things get rough but don't give up because why you've come this far you've come this far and you love to do this why give up on the thing that you love yeah why give up on the thing that you love that's a really good question why give up on the thing you love whether it be a relationship, whether it be a career, whether it be a hobby, a sport, uh, whatever, whatever it is, like, if you love it, why give it up? Like, I see a lot of this uh, relationship holding and building and communing the support that artists give one another. I see this a lot in my own comedy community, like, Back when I was crowdfunding, I know I talked about this, but when I was crowdfunding for my short film, mostly comedians and artists and actors paid and contributed. And that's how I was able to meet my goal. And that really moved me. It really moved me because I know that comedians and artists, like we don't make a lot of money. We're all struggling, especially this past year, like the strike. It affected the whole town. It's not just actors and writers that it affected. It affected the agent's assistants. It affected like businesses near the agencies, you know, coffee houses, sandwich places. During the strike, all of those businesses, they suffered. You know, like even coffee houses that I go to here in LA that I go to regularly, that's always slammed. These last few months, they've been dead. I always had a seat. It was weird. It's weird. And so it's been a slow year. This year has been super tough on everybody. And, you know, everybody's finances are are, are a mess. But we have one another and we have the support of one another. So, yeah, don't give up on one another. I think that's also true. Don't give up on one another. If you love them, don't give up on them. Why give up on them if you love them? Don't be insane. By the way, speaking of like good art, you know, if you are out there and you see a good piece of art, like whether it's a painting or ceramics or like hand handcrafted wool knit mittens or whatever, 
like something that you think is beautiful and that you love, go ahead and buy it. Treat yourself to that because not only are you treating yourself to something gorgeous and beautiful and unique and one of a kind, but you're also helping out that artist. You know, like I went to uh, there's this vintage store in Sherman Oaks and they're closing at the end of January. And I've wanted to go there for like at least a year, but I only ended up going yesterday and I was going there to go Christmas shopping because this year I don't want to buy new things. I want to buy like old things. And the funny thing about going vintage um, Christmas shopping or antique Christmas shopping is I have to keep my eyes open for artworks that I think might resonate with the person I'm thinking of, like whoever I'm shopping for, you know, because like I don't go shopping just like whatever. I go shopping looking for an item that I think will resonate with the person that I'm shopping for. So I found it. I found these little pieces and it's like, oh, this is an art piece. Like this is a sculpture. I think it'll speak to so-and-so. I want to give it to so-and-so because this reminds me of them. I feel like they're going to like this. I feel like, you know, energetically or mystically, I think they'll. Th- this will give them this kind of support, you know? So like art speaks. Art has this way of connecting us when we're just like twirling about and it seems random and chaotic but like no like when I notice a piece of art it's like no that artwork and I that artist and I are connecting right then and there and they might be dead they might be living in Europe who fucking knows like uh I I bought this skull bowl it's got skulls all all around it and I got it for a friend and it was like made in uh England yeah I found this other like cup with like a face on it. It's from the 1960s. And it's like, that's like a vintage mug. It's one of a kind. I don't think it exists anywhere else. So I got that for another friend because it reminded me of them. So you guys, like if you want to go Christmas shopping this year and be a little more economical and be a little bit more eco-friendly, quite frankly, it's eco-friendly. Like it's less environmentally wasteful to recycle, right? Um, Go, go to a vintage store. You're helping them out. You're really helping them out. You're helping out your community and you're helping out other artists. So something to consider. Speaking of buying art, folks, visit my school store. Go to kdramaschool.com slash store. I am selling mugs. Yes, that's a piece of art. You know, like my, I, I paid my friend Catherine. She was on this podcast. She's the author of Shy Willow and The Toy Maker. Like she designed the cover art for this podcast. And there are two. There's one in blue. There's one in green. And the mugs are available online. So go buy them. Buy them. Give them as a gift for Christmas for somebody who loves mugs. Why not? If they love coffee and K-dramas, buy this mug for them. It's a perfect gift. Also, folks, if you want to buy a painting from me, yes, because I paint. That's right. I paint. Ah, your girl paints. Go to my website or go to my Instagram at Grace Young Comedy. You could go to gracejungcomedy.com and my artwork is there. I sold a complete commission painting last week and felt pretty good. It was nice. So if you want a commissioned piece, I mostly draw dinosaurs. So if you're into like dinosaurs, surreal art, abstract art, reach out to me. I will work on something for you. Could be super fun. Could be super fun. And that's it, folks. I'm keeping us short today. And I will have a guest sometime this month to close out the year. So if you have any K-drama related questions for me, please feel free to email info at kdramaschool.com.